Good morning. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. If I'd give a title to my thoughts this morning, I'd call it Seeing Jesus. I'm going to tell a story this morning. So Tom was a young boy. His parents were Christians. He was brought up in a Christian home. They went to church every Sunday. When the doors were open, they were there. Most of the people he knew were Christians. Most of his friends were Christians. He knew becoming a Christian was a big deal. But how exactly did that change a person's life? How is their life different than it was before? Or, yeah, how did Christ change a person's life who is obedient to their parents and following Christian practices? He started watching people around him. Sometimes it seemed that there wasn't any change in their lives. Most of his friends almost never talked about the church service or God or what he was doing in their lives. They were talking about what happened during the week or things they wanted, things they wanted to do. Tom wanted something different in his life. He wanted something more. He didn't want to be someone who gave his life to God, joined the church, said and did the right things, but not have fruit or personal relationship with God. He had heard stories of maybe missionaries working in foreign fields and changes God worked in their people's lives. Or maybe programs like Unshackled, talking about people who were race in the world unchurched maybe people we would call sinners the miracles God worked in their lives going from living in the depths of sin to completely serving God telling their old friends what God had done in their life Was this radical kind of change only for unchurched sinners? Or did God want this kind of change for people like Tom and his friends too? So Tom kept waiting and watching.
One time, Tom was at his relative's house, along with several other of his other people their age. They spent the evening playing video game or some others. They watched DVDs of a popular sitcom, TV show. Maybe some years later, on another occasion, Tom was at a church event. He went to the dorms in the afternoon to try to catch up, catch up on some sleep. Some of the young people came and went. One of them pulled out his phone and started reading off-color jokes. But Tom laid there and pretended to sleep. Finally, he decided that he wasn't going to get any sleep and left. Although that kind of material maybe wasn't foreign to Tom, he was disappointed that it was happening there. There were also people that Tom met who seemed to have the life of Jesus flowing from them. People who weren't ashamed to talk about Jesus and what he was doing for them. These people interested Tom and he studied them. He wanted to know what was what they were doing differently in their life. You know, we all have people that are watching us. Maybe you're just young. Maybe you have younger siblings. Maybe you can do things that they can't. They look up to you. Maybe you're old enough to go to youth events or that kind of deal. You know, when I was a young child, I looked up to people that age. Those were the big people. Maybe you have a gift of art, can draw really neat pictures. Or maybe you're athletic, like to play volleyball or softball. Or maybe you have a driver's license or a car, and you've gained independence. There are people that look up to you. Maybe you're older, have a job, Maybe you plan a big trip somewhere, a fun summer, or maybe your parents. As parents, you play a big role in shaping lives. I think in many ways children idealize their parents. to a large degree, shapes their view of God. Someone who's watching you and looks up to you and wants to be just like you someday.
Is your heart so full of Jesus that he shows through on the outside? Tom did eventually decide to give his heart and life to God. Tom wanted a close, personal, and rich relationship with God. He read his Bible and prayed every day. And life was great. And still, Tom wanted that rich relationship with God. Over the years following, though, he didn't feel like he was getting closer to God. He found that he was spending less time in Bible reading, or often he would struggle with praying or find himself falling asleep during prayer. Some of the things that he had removed from his life earlier, he had allowed back in. And Tom wondered if he had become the person that he hadn't wanted to be. Where was the close relationship he wanted with God? Had he become someone who claimed God's goodness and his forgiveness, but didn't want to spend or make time for God in a relationship with God and bear the fruit? How do we draw close to God? Isaiah 29, verse 13. Chapter 29, verse 13. Talking about the children of Israel, says, Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth, and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. It's easy for us to say we love God, say we want to serve Him, to claim His goodness, His mercy, and His forgiveness for us, and to ask God's blessing on our life. But God wants our heart too. He wants our obedience. James chapter 4, verse 8. 
says, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. God is never far from each one of us. God also doesn't force himself on us. We have to seek God if we want a close relationship with him. We can't sit back and wait for God to come to us. Although there is a part where God does draw sinners to him, he also expects us to seek him as well. Psalm 105, verse 4. Psalm 105.4 says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face evermore. God wants to seek Him evermore or continually. Seek Him every day. Seek Him throughout the day. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Colossians 3, 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. There in verse 2, your center column, instead of affection, might say mind. Set your minds on th- mind on things above. Where is our mind and our thoughts? It's in our work coming up this week. Is it on that thing we want to buy or do? Is it where we're going to take a vacation this year? Or is it on God? Are we thinking about the Bible verses that we read? our devotions throughout the day? Or is it something we read and then forget? Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13. Jeremiah 29:13 says and ye shall seek me 
and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. God promises us that we will find him when we search for him with all of our heart. What will we sacrifice to search with all our heart? In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God will reward all those that diligently seek him and find him. I believe with the relationship with him here on earth and also with him in heaven. So let's seek God, find God, and let others see God in us.